This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Uh, the new consoles are just on the horizon, and if anyone wants to buy a PS5, just get in touch. I'll only uh, sell it for iTunes gift cards, and it's definitely legit. Joining me okay. on the black market, it's a man who's been making a funny face for 20 seconds. Yeah, I pulled a funny Zoom face, and uh, I'm also selling Xbox Series S's and X's, and if you want them, you right. can pay probably less than retail price, because I don't know quite how much demand there is comparatively. Seems like quite high <laughs> still. I've been watching a bunch of, um, not to launch straight into this shit, you know, normally yeah, we fucking let's fuck around, around for a bit. No, 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 no. We can't. It's a new generation. True. You know, it's I'm um, I'm all I'm all antsy because as we're recording this is when all the voting's happening in the US and yes. they're talking about it on the news, yeah, yeah. calling where's so I'm in a come on next thing next thing mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got a big, huge TV screen behind me that I'm constantly pushing to bring up different video games and how Republican or Democratic I think their main <laughs> characters would be. Crash yeah, Bandicoot, where do you think Republican? <laughs> yeah, okay, Mario, okay. Republican. Where's Iowa um, falling on Watchdogs Legion? Uh, <laughs> Iowa is not enjoying Watchdogs Legion because London is a confusing city that isn't fun to play a video game in. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I agree with that. I'm just reporting the facts. Of course, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's an mm-hmm. unbiased view on Watchdogs Legion, a game you definitely don't like. Uh, we'll get to that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some, um, you know, Digital Foundry. The, the mm, YouTube yeah. channel that will compare very technical details of visuals of games. If you've not looked it up before, give them a look because especially with new hardware and stuff coming out, they're really interesting. And I was watching a comparison of Gears 5 on the Xbox One X and Series X. So it's a game that they've patched, that Microsoft has patched to be like, this is now better on the Series X. And mm. I don't know if I'm getting older, but I couldn't tell a fucking difference. Mm. I could see it when they really zoomed mm. in and pointed it out, but it was pretty lost on me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm sort of having that stuff with ray tracing and a few other of the huge graphical, you know, leaps forward that people are touting. I, I mean, like, yeah, I think, I guess I could say maybe that I can see it looks better, but 
it's not, you know, I, I think we t- touched on this maybe when, when all this, this stuff was first getting announced. It's not the leap from 2D to 3D. It's not stuff that I guess we no. have seen in our lifetimes. It's just like, okay, that's like you've upped the resolution and, um, you know, the anti-aliasing is higher or whatever. Like, I, right. I don't know. So the, uh, the it's it always strikes me as a bit of a false economy the comparison videos because it's like you can look at them side by side and when you can see it you can go oh yeah yeah I can see there's a bit more definition in that but you're never going to play the game like that like you're right. just in isolation playing it so it's like it looks great regardless of which one you're playing it on so you don't have that comparison so having said it's a bit that of a point I mm. am noticing. I don't know if it's because Watch Dogs Legion isn't like optimized or whatever very well, but it is. It runs quite poorly and it looks quite fuzzy and murky on a PS4 Pro. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. PS4 Pro. Because I yeah. Um. I was gonna uh, touch on that a little bit as well. Uh, definitely some weird graphical issues. Fuzzy is probably the right word for it on on the on the base PS4. I feel like I'm squinting all the time. Yes. I feel like yes, I'm really agreed. struggling to see what the fuck is going on, which will be part of we'll talk about watchdogs in a minute. But mm. I was showing <laughs> So many sizzles already for this watchdogs <laughs> for one thing as well. It's like, yeah. no no, we're delaying we're this conversation for about yeah, twenty five minutes. Every news story back to Watchdogs Legion, <laughs> the upcoming review in this episode. Yeah. And listen, just just to end the podcast here, I actually no, we might do that in a bit because first I want to talk about um we're projected sh- to talk about Watchdogs Legion in about twenty five minutes, but currently yeah. we're it's, yeah. it's in flux. Honestly, we're calling the middle of the podcast for Watchdogs Legion talk. It's <laughs> yeah. might be too early to call that, but I reckon around yeah. the middle is when we'll do that. Um, the uh, I was I I'm starting to wonder as well if like all the ray tracing stuff, especially, is the upper limit of how much my brain cares about visual fidelity. Right. Because I was showing some stuff right. of uh, a few things to my girlfriend because they're an artist and can see color better than me. Definitely. And right. Okay. like the details of uh, visual representations of things, they're better at picking up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, like the grass in uh, whichever park it is just South of Buckingham palace, whatever that park is called in yeah. London. I, we, I was showing them some grass and stuff and they were able to say like that glass isn't lit. That grass isn't lit correctly. That that grass mm. is is wrong. It's been painted as though it's the middle of the day, but now it's just had its something turned down, and I couldn't even figure it out when mm. they were talking about. Fuck, it. So- you must be pretty comfortable in this relationship if you're <laughs> fine with sitting there going, "Let's chat tech specs." <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not worried about them going anywhere. <laughs> I was like, you know yeah. what? so I'm happy to comfort. bail out of this. I was <laughs> so happy not to do it. So, you know, whether or not it was actually interesting, we both reached some sort of middle ground where we're like, let's just show an interest enough. I don't know. It was it was very nice, but it was also very um, interesting to see. It made me think about the fact that, yeah, with ray tracing, we've said that before. I think mm. we all kind of struggle to see the same level of improvement that people keep talking about. People are like, whoa, this is amazing. Look at that reflection and it changes the whole visual uh, appeal of this. It makes the whole, this is a game changer and I just haven't Mm. had that experience at all. And it might be that I'm just not, uh, I don't have that type of eye. 
Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. what you what you're looking for in these like technological improvements in games is you want the game to be more immersive as a result. So these like nitty gritty little like lighting effects, I think for all three of us, doesn't really make that much of a difference to how absorbed we are in a game. The mm. kind of thing that would make a big difference to me would be. Um, Basically, no loading times. Being able yes. to go from a cinematic into into gameplay really smoothly. Being able to go from a map into a new segment really smoothly. Like mm. for me, that's the final technological frontier that would make me actually more gripped into a game. Is not having to sit there and be taken out of the experience by looking at a loading screen. And it seems like we're going to get a bit of that with this new gen, but. Not really all the way yet, well, I can't and it, imagine. Again, mm. starting up Watch Dogs Legion really brought that into into focus. The fact that people have been talking about that lately and sitting there for like fucking six minutes waiting for it to load, <laughs> being like, oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be great if this never happened again to me in my life. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's um, I guess I'm just excited about the new consoles and I want to see uh, them actually moving on a screen that isn't like a compressed YouTube image and shit like that. It, it might yeah, be easier sure. to tell the difference... And to see um, the real, uh, you know, upgrades or benefits or whatever there. I think also the other thing, right, is that developers won't have taken full advantage of this tech for like a, a little while. And even in terms of ray yeah. tracing, it's like maybe the, you know, incredible uplift in, in detail and, and accuracy of lighting will play into like some puzzles that a uh, Naughty Dog game has in the future. Or, you know, mm. maybe there will be ways that it does add to immersion and, and it does add to creative gameplay design, but we're not there yet. We haven't even no. booted up the consoles. And, we're, and we, you know, we're still, most of the games are being made for two different systems. So, yeah, yeah. You yes. know, yeah. we're not going to get there for a little bit. Anyway, sorry to talk about video games immediately. How long does it take you to get to the airport or whatever? <laughs> uh, I the hate to screen of life the trip <laughs> to the airport <laughs> i hate to do this boys but i want to talk about video games more uh what? something that happened just after last week's episode in grand filthy casuals tradition nintendo dropped some information um right after we recorded yep. Uh, they did a little uh, Nintendo Partners Direct, uh, it was called, this yep. this one. One of these, they've done a few of them. I think they said it was the last one for the year as well. I guess yep. they're not slotting in anything before Christmas. Um, but yeah, you've got that list of games there, Tommy. Anything interesting that we need to cover off today? Uh, yeah, a few things in case you hadn't jumped on it yet. There's a trailer, uh, sorry, yeah, there's a new trailer and a demo for mm. uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, up on the eShop right now, which uh, I've dipped into a little bit. It's pretty oh. fun. Looking forward to it. It's cool being back in that world again, hearing all the sound effects and just the whole aesthetic of it all. Uh, it's, I reckon, it, you know, I reckon 22 is the age of calamity. That's when you're at your peak, like, oh, oh everything's falling apart. Yeah. Oh, this Good small point. thing that happened to me is so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I didn't is play this I didn't play this demo, but I also have enjoyed being back in the world and hearing all the sound effects uh, post-lockdown. I went for a walk, went for a cycle down the beach. It's been beautiful. <laughs> um, being in real life, yeah, and I'm like, really- listen to the sound effect of that duck. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the most pathetic things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game and, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of played a bit of the demo. I kind of want to save it for, you know, when the full thing is out, but, yes. uh, 
yeah, had a little had a little squiz at that. When does this uh, drop? When does the full game come out? Because like, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, when we discussed this game, I've never played a Warriors game, uh, mm. and this will be the one I go in on. I, you know, I, I also want to be back in Hyrule. Um, yeah, when does this come out? Uh, the twenty eighth. The... No, that's that can't be right. Twenty. 21st or 19th? It's like the week It's the week after next. So it's like November the week 20th. The... Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And okay. also this demo is one of those ones where, you know, the progress you make in the demo will carry over to the real game. Oh, so nice. You can, you okay. can feel pretty confident in uh, investing your time into this fine product endorsed by Nintendo themselves. The seal Ooh. of quality <laughs> is right there on the image. So you know that this will be a corker of a game. <laughs> <laughs> the seal of quality. Oh, I'm feeling weird. I'm feeling quality. weird today. I don't know what my 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 problem is, but I think like genuinely the the new consoles coming out has like got me all riled up. I think I'm excited <laughs> to talk about any video game, and I'm like frustrated to be talking about these ones that exist now because I don't give a fuck about them anymore. If you were a dog, you'd be doing <laughs> zoomies. You'd be doing mad zoomies. I would. Or if I was, you know, me as a dog, I'd probably be too lazy to do that. But I bark a bunch. Mm. <laughs> I'd try and fuck your leg. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, else have we got? Also, Bravely Default 2 coming out in February mm. 2021. I just think this looks... The art style of this is so unappealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a fucking like Apple um, e-store... Uh, just a, a, it looks like a bad mobile game mm. art style. I'm I'm really not into it, and uh, wish I was. We, yeah, wish it looked different. But um, I know a lot of people are excited for it, of course. Uh, so yeah, that's out. Uh, that uh, up until very recently was still on the slate for 2020, and they've only uh, just said that it's now pushed back into uh, February. Right. Um, but they have done what they did uh, with Octopath Traveler, which is they put a demo out there ages ago and then they took a whole lot of feedback um, from people on it and right. uh, kind of have gone back and uh, tweaked it and they put a thing up sort of saying like, hey, here's what we did based on the feedback. So, you know, that's kind of cool because you don't really see all that sort of stuff mm. uh, too often. I guess they didn't uh, take any feedback about how shit it looks because I agree that <laughs> that, that art style is one of the most... Again, like uh, five minutes after having said I don't think that I have an eye for art, <laughs> I, I've, I've certainly got a fucking pain in my chest from this art not a good pain like a yearning a bad pain like a heart attack it's awful it is really a bad looking video game to me yeah it's a shame i I guess a lot of the charm of the original was in like storytelling and characters and the depth of you know writing there and um i guess the art style was of its era but yeah this whatever they've done to try and recapture that has failed. It makes me think of those, you know, the like uh, mobile ports of the Final Fantasy games they did where all the sprites look all smoothed out and fucking weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 3D version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No More Heroes 3 got a new trailer and No More Heroes 1 and 2 both on the eShop right now. Never played either of these games. Uh, The impression that I get is that they would not hold up. But I played a bit of the you were first of going one. In. Sorry about that yeah. cough as well. I played a bit of the first one like way back in the day. And I remember it being okay. It was like very kind of arcadey, um, almost like Scott Pilgrim or something. You just had a series of bosses you had to, to beat. Uh, and you it was very motion control heavy is my memory of it. So I don't know how well it mm. translates to Switch or not. I don't think any of us have given these a go. 
No, no. I do. I, I want to again, but yeah, maybe the attitude of it was of its era. I couldn't say, and there's no point in me even continuing this sentence to just uh, tell people that I don't know what I think of these things that I will have a thought on later in in time. But as of right now, <laughs> I'm undecided. But down the line, I will. I will have an opinion on these games. But again, just to stress, Can I just jump in this there, pointless nuts? sentence. Yes. Do you have news from Kansas? <laughs> Yes. Uh, someone in our Facebook uh, Patreon group uh, played these games. As a, I think, Tommy, did you start a thread uh, in there um, asking? Or maybe it was no, the... I, w- the- I, would, I would never dare. I posted it in the <laughs> games recommendation thread because oh. I didn't want admin to come down on me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, strong, I very much appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I was about to. I nearly <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Uh, I think admins can post whatever they like, but <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, ah, yeah. One rule for you and one for the rest of us. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds yeah, me of a certain private military company that's uh, taken over London lately. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Boris Johnson. No. <laughs> we'll get to how fucking on the nose the politics of Watchdogs are too. Again, yep. projected for the middle of the podcast. That's Fuck right. me, I cannot wait to hear this <laughs> review. <laughs> Imagine if we just kind of forget what we thought about. We just, oh, yeah. um, I can't really express. Anyway, see you later. I've yeah, never yeah. been so hyped up for a review of a game that I have no actual interest <laughs> in. But the fucking, I'm more hyped for the review than for the product. I can't wait. Uh, I can't well, wait for this. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, uh, uh, we did get reports on no, no more heroes, if that is its real name, uh, and I'm not forgetting. Um, yeah, apparently it uh, was really fun and sort of creative and, and a good little action game when it came out. Um, uh, yeah, even the person who said they liked it said that it almost definitely wouldn't hold hold up like tonally, and mentioned there was yep. like motion control jokes. Like you know, jerk, jerking off the Wiimote in order to you know do actions yeah. and stuff yeah. in the game. So uh, personally, it sounds like uh, the funniest game that's ever been made, and I can't <laughs> wait to play all three of them in a row. Yeah, the uh, the the screenshot I keep seeing is like a save screen where you're like on the save the save area is you on the toilet, yeah. and I was like, uh, yeah, I think I can Oof. give this one a wide berth. But you know, maybe the third one will be, if the third one reviews well when it comes out, I'll mm. I'll. I might jump in there, but yeah, I don't really feel, especially with there's a lot of new stuff coming out in the last, uh, in the next couple of months, mm. not feeling the pressure to go in on those two old ones. Um, not too much else from the uh, partner direct worth getting into. How Laboratory um, Surprise dropped a new game, which, you know, looks kind of fun and quirky. The big, the big thing uh, is that Hitman 3 and Control are out on the Switch as cloud games, but... Not in this country. No. Not in Australia. Uh, the press email that I got from Nintendo, kind of like listing everything that had been in the Direct, didn't even mention them. It was completely, mm. um, that part of it was completely stripped from the Direct uh, that aired in our territory, which makes sense because our internet is so shitty. Um, well, but it is, it, it is a shame that uh, people that don't have another option of playing those games don't have access to them in this country if they mm. only have a switch That's i a think i disagree bummer. because from everything i heard about how i think it was only resident evil 7 that's done this cloud thing before but the way that mm. that worked on the switch in japan it sounded terrible and i would say even if you only have a switch and want to play these games and live in the u.s it probably still isn't the best way to do it and i'd hold out and just wait longer until mm. there's some other thing that you end up with that can play them mm. because uh, the experience of doing the streaming thing 
by all accounts, was quite poor. We'll wait until these ones comes out and see if the servers are better or, you know, whatever difference might have been able to be made in the last few years. But, like, there is zero excitement from me about either of these games being on there. It's just, it seems like a waste of time. I guess I guess it's just, for, it, for me, it is just makes me think more about, like, what a bummer it is to live in a country with such shitty internet and... Like we talked about when this stuff was first getting uh, discussed, the even, idea of like... Have they said for sure that it's because we've got poor internet or is that an assumption we've made? I think that's an assumption, well, right? Because it could be licensing stuff. It could be anything, you know? Yeah, that's mm. fair. That's very fair. I guess it just makes me think like, yeah, the future. I mean, this is a very interesting, like we talked about in the past, like it, you potentially get to a point where new hardware doesn't really matter and if and if internet speeds got good enough that you could just never have to upgrade and uh. just be playing a game off a server, if it got if you got the latency down and it did work, but knowing that our country is so far behind that if these innovations start to happen and they get them working better and better, that we're probably going to be... Um, you know, gated from from partaking in that. That is that to yeah. me. That's a shame. I mean, I it's I just unfortunate. I don't know that it's. I mean, I don't know the reason why. Obviously, like no one's reported it. I do know I mean, that I, the servers contr- will be in the US, right? So it probably is latency stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it to point out. But, but yeah. yeah. In, ter- in terms of the tech, I I know I was listening to another like more tech focused pod that was. You were into- what? <laughs> 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 I thought we all agreed we would only listen to back episodes of this podcast. When I say tech focused, I mean it was a sex toy review podcast. All right, and yeah. while oh I was what listening- <laughs> you know that I've been shopping that idea around for a long time. I'm just seeing what other competition is out there. Yeah, but, um, but I, I, oh, I've not been able to get my one up because I keep refusing to use the sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the idea. Uh, apparently they're using the same technology that like Sony uses, Microsoft uses, a few other developers have used to do this cloud streaming stuff. So it's, it, yeah, it's an interesting, it's not like Nintendo uh, were putting the weight behind this streaming thing, this like sure. cloud streaming thing. Uh, it's like per game, it sounds like. Well, but, and they um, have yeah. it for, yeah. for PS Now is like you can stream yes. PS3 games on a PS4. Stadia yep. is obviously this. There's other things as well. I yep. think the Amazon thing maybe. But um, we've, we've been getting, a f- we got a few emails from a listener uh, who went in on Stadia and they sort of dropped us a line every couple, you know, month or so. And initially they were, you know, a bit mixed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and at the, like the most recent one was like, yeah, it's really good. Like, sure, there's not a lot of buy-in. And because of that, there's not a lot of support. There's no discussion about it. You know, it's not part of the video game zeitgeist. But this person who I believe was not in Australia and had a good, or, you know. A well, I don't think it's launched internet. over here. So, yeah. Right. Uh, was like, yeah, it's good. It works. Like, if you want to log in and play a game through a cloud streaming service, and you have fast internet, it's fine. It's good. There's no lag. But I think Google Stadia just fucked their launch so badly, fucked the messaging, mm. and no one bought in. It's just not what we're talking about. W- you know, weirdly, we're talking more about um, Xbox's Project X Cloud, where you can play games on Android phones, which I don't understand. But I think it's going to be a thing. It just depends on who wins the messaging battle and who gets the uptake. And I think that's, yeah, that's where it's going to be. Because, yeah, like so. you said, Nox, PlayStation has one. <laughs> They've but had pe- one for ages. <laughs> and the difference is that I think 
you're not paying full price for those games. Whereas these ones are asking you, and same with Stadia, the really off-putting yeah. thing is it's asking you to pay the mm. same amount of money as you would to get the game yes. on another console. So obviously, yes, you don't have to spend the $400 plus or whatever, or maybe less, or you know the amount of money that a console requires you to pay. But uh, I don't know. It just... The, the little bit of a loss in quality you get of it just being video too, especially mm. I would imagine on a Switch, how much that might change as an experience on a handheld Switch too, depending on where you were. And the fact that the Switch doesn't have an inbuilt like Ethernet thing. So even if you have fast yeah. internet, you're still on Wi-Fi with a Switch. So ah, there's there's enough stuff about it that I would say, even if you're interested in those games, my knee-jerk reaction is uh, not good. I went to the doctor and my knee did not jerk for minutes. <laughs> my nervous system needs attention. But my, my initial reaction to the thing is just hang out and, and maybe play them later if you get... a in quotes, real thing to play them on. I, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. I'm skeptical is, I guess, the thing I took 85 yeah. years to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, uh, that is that is pretty much, yeah, Tropico 6 is out on the Switch now. I don't, I'm sure that's interesting to some people, but don't it's interesting really to me. know anything about that. But really? I won't be playing it on Switch, yes. Great series, Tropico, you if you like city builders and stuff, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. pl play it on a PC or even a, a PlayStation. Uh, it seems more fun, and you need a. I feel like you want a bigger screen to be, you know, planning shit out and stuff like that. But again, if you only own a Switch, yep. it's a good game. It's my recommendation. Great. Uh, well, yeah, that's the uh, that's the partner direct. Pretty good one. Some interesting stuff in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got? What else we got on the newswire? Uh, not a ton, man. Like, I don't know. The, the consoles are out next week, so everyone's keeping their heads down until that stuff happens. So there's little bits and pieces of, like, exactly how they run certain games and da-da-da. But, um, you know, we don't have them in our hands yet. So go go look for that stuff in other places. Um, but games are coming out. It's they sure the end of the yeah. year. And we're starting to heat up. Uh, the the first few to sort of start trickling out in this last little patch, the big one uh, that me and Ben have both played, I would imagine, is uh, Watch Dogs Legion. And here comes the big reveal. You, We've been talking <laughs> about it for weeks. Watch Dogs Legion review incoming. And now it's finally time to hear our final verdict on Watch right. Dogs Legion. We've, Are you we've been ready? Tabulating these ver our opinions for months. The campaign trail, it's been a long and a hard one. And we've all been there and we've rode every bump uh, in the road that we rode on. And finally, the road ends here. We're at the, the gaming line. podcast event of the year is finally here. Our opinions on Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> After this review of Ghost Runner. Okay, I actually have a lot to say about Ghost Runner, so strap in. Uh, we'll get back to Watch Dogs in about 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, should I go on Ghost Runner? I actually do have a bit to say about it. Um, yeah. Ghost Runner, it is a not a full-price game. This is an indie game. It was about 35 bucks. Uh, it's about 8 to 15 hours long, depending on how bad you are at it, I assume. Uh, and it's extra content, extra non-storyline um, content. Uh, the best way to describe it is uh, Mirror's Edge crossed with Super Meat Boy. 
It's a one-hit kill platforming game, uh, but it's first person. And it's set in this right. cyberpunk world. Uh, uh, sort of like a... Um, fuck, what's... Oh, the, you remember that uh, martial arts movie, The Raid? Or I guess Dread? The movie where it's set in this one big commission skyscraper almost. And sure. you just yep. sort of working your way up to the top. That's basically the setup. Um, you're a ghost runner, which is basically like a cyborg ninja mercenary. Um, you wake up, some bad shit went down, some guys in your head telling you how to get to the top. Don't and do worry, something. Tommy. Don't worry. It's basically just a cyborg ninja mercenary. We can throw that one <laughs> off know. to the side. You know, it's <laughs> a ghost runner. He's basically a cyborg ninja mercenary. You get it. They're calling them ghost runners. <laughs> cyborg ninja mercenaries running up towers in commission flats. The kids Coming are up going later. crazy for them. <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion reviewed after this. <laughs> So that's the God, setup. I'm not holding my breath for this Watch Dogs review. I got to <laughs> tell you, boys, I'm I'm really starting to lose faith in it. I think we're going to have to hold it over for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. Okay, we're about halfway through the pod. Uh, I've got about forty to fifty minutes to to say on Ghost Runner. No, so that's the setup. Hit us. Um, yep. One hit kill. Basically, you you get duck. You're, you're moving through a very fluid and very well designed um, hardcore first person platformer. Um, you start to get uh, introduced to sort of enemies who are initially just shooting at you pretty like slowly. You can see the bullets. So don't worry, to Tommy. Dodge. They're just shooting at you. Don't worry, Tommy. You're a cyborg you ninja mercenary. And don't worry. You get they're introduced just shooting to the enemies. <laughs> Hello, enemies. I'm dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't have like a, a, a sprint, you know, you don't click into sprint or anything. You move at a sort of a medium pace. But what you do have is uh, a sort of, uh, you have like a dash, but also when you jump in the air, that dash becomes a slow-mo thing. And it doesn't okay. last for very long, but when you are in the air, you hold down that and you can basically strafe and you sort of realign yourself, dodge a bullet and then dash towards the enemies to kill them. And it's basically okay. a combination of like wall running, doing that, um, some small sort of um, environmental puzzles. Uh, apparently there's bosses, but I haven't got up to them yet. Uh, and sort of like um, you go into the cyber void, um, which I'm sure is a, a concept we're all very familiar for and I do not need to dig into. That, that one I actually on. do know. Carry on, yeah. yeah. So while you're in the cyber void, you're basically doing like similar platforming challenges without enemies and then like connect this um, or like reconfigure this circuit so it closes so you can open the door. You know, a lot of like rotating thing, rotate mm -hmm. this and... Um, yeah, all of that combined uh, is is super, super fun, but it's fucking hard. It, like I said, it's a one-hit kill game, one-hit kill for the enemies, but also for you. And if you don't get into the vibe or you don't get into the flow of that platforming stuff, it's just frustrating and hard. Thankfully, with a bit of perseverance, I became the ghost runner, and I'm really good at it now, and I'm enjoying it, <laughs> wow. and like... Oh, it's, it's all pretty shallow. Like, I think we've all talked about the sort of portal style of storytelling of, like, someone in your head telling you uh, semi-funny um, lines of yeah. dialogue. Again, Watch Dogs Legion review coming up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while dropping hints at what is actually going on in this sort of, sort of mysterious tech world. A um, little super hot kind of thing almost, maybe. Yes, like, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking good. Like, if, if that sounds appealing... Give it a crack. Like I said, it's not full price. If Super Meat Boy Mirror's Edge mashup sounds good to you, um, get into it. Yeah, 
I wanted to try this because from watching a couple of videos of it, it, it looked to me like a first-person version of Katana Zero, a game that right. uh, I really loved last year where, yeah, you can slow down time, you've got a lot of enemies around you, and it's it's more it's almost like bordering on a puzzle game where you have to, like, work out, you know, a little... As a little strategy for how you're going to clear all these rooms and yeah. take out these people using it, yeah. the slow motion kind of thing to your advantage. That's exactly right. I wish I had played Katana Zero because I would have just said that. But I guess uh, what <laughs> it's different in that you can't, you don't see the level before you go through it, which adds a little layer of def- difficulty because you're like, yeah, okay, I got to this point and killed this guy, but immediately to the left is a guy shooting to me. So the next time I'm going to go, oh, I have to like jump to the right and then go on this wall and kill him. And there's, you know, each level has like five or six or seven enemies in it. So it's about that run. Yes, it's about mm. getting that run right, not slipping on the you know, trigger at, at any point. Um, yeah, putting together this super fluid thing where after the 37th time and you get it right is extremely satisfying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, that little superpower of the slowdown thing sounds like a cool way to do the like, you know, the ninja that can dart around and dodge bullets. Totally, totally. And, like, I, they start to drop, you know, temporary time slowdown things just for the platforming elements. So you're like, oh, i got to slow down. And I jump between these propeller blades and, you know, putting together those environmental puzzles. And there are a few skill unlocks and stuff like that. But, yeah, at, at its base, if, if that sort of, yeah, hardcore first-person platformer is appealing, uh, it's definitely worth a go. Like I said, it's 8 to, to 15 hours-ish which for 30 bucks is a bargain and, and worth the shot, I reckon, if you think you, you might like it. You've waited with bated breath. You've been anticipating this moment since the review was announced, but 32 minutes and 20 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, well, now it's perfectly here. synced. It's finally it. time to hear Tommy Dasselow's review of Pikmin 3. Yes. Exactly, yeah, the yes. game that... Uh, well, you know, I've been playing a little game where, uh, you know, let's just say a legion factors in. That's right, a legion of little Pikmin. Oh, yeah, control. I'm a fucking Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rock one, yeah, I'll fucking smash ya. Oi, I'm a red Pikmin, but I don't see Pikmin colour. <laughs> I'll do one of the different Watch Dogs Legion voices. Um, hello, I'm a different character in Watch Dogs Legion. I sound totally different. <laughs> We've seen at least two movies about London. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have been playing Pikmin 3 Deluxe and uh, it's um, really, really fun. It is a little real-time strategy game. You've crash-landed on an alien planet. You discover these little bug things that you can command you can you get you can get a little squad of up to a hundred with them, and you they all of them have different attributes, and you are basically instructing them to do different things um, in the environments, uh, ranging from taking down enemies to then um, carrying things back to your ship that you either need for uh, various resources or objectives or to grow um, more of the little Pikmin. So like if they die, you can replace them. Uh, you have a squad of three little captains that you can sort of move between and, and break up your little team and sort of do a bit of time management of like, all right, I'll get these guys doing this thing over here and then I'll get these guys doing this task over here. And um, it's it's fun. It's super charming. It's, it's really relaxing. It's uh, got a great style. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. I'd never played one of these games before. 
I'm glad they re-released this. I I do not know what's going on though, in the sense that back in 2015, Miyamoto said that Pikmin 4 was almost ready to go. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening there. Here it um, is. They just changed the name here to it Pikmin is. 3 Deluxe. But Pikmin 4 <laughs> was always meant to be the same. When is this from? Did you say 2013? I think it is. Yeah, Fucking it was an hell. early. It was an early Wii U game. Jeez. Yeah, but it doesn't. Look- I mean, it doesn't really feel dated in any way. Like it's. Yeah, if if you've never played one of these games, because I know it is a, a more obscure franchise. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look up. Check sort it out. There how, is a- how it actually plays moment to moment. It's like. So it's three. It's a three D. I imagine a two D landscape no. for some. It's reason. top down, but like you're yeah. you're top you're down. controlling the one character. Well, maybe yeah, in you're three, controlling the little spaceman, and then you've got a whistle where you can um, kind of call all the little Pikmin to order, right? And then you can kind of cycle, but you kind of throw them at things. So you'll throw them at an enemy or at a um, or at a like a gate that you want them to tear down or or whatever it is. Oh, uh, sure, okay, okay. I'm looking at pictures. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's great, and the whole conceit of it being that you're you've crash landed on this mysterious planet that is Earth, but these aliens are like really, really, really tiny. So you're picking up a mobile phone that's gigantic, and right, um, there's a whole sorts of things with like what they've named the um, you know, a phone is called like a data guzzler or something, like all their little code names for fruits and stuff that they find in the environment. Uh, yeah, there's a demo of it on the eShop uh, of like the first two or three levels that c- you can carry your progress over into the main game if you decide to get it. At the very least, definitely check out the demo because uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really great game. I'm well, having a lot of fun with it. What about the deluxe subtitle makes this game mm. deluxe? What is deluxe here? Uh, I believe it is all the DLC that they brought out uh, post the game coming out the first time around. And right. I think they've added in one or two little side story missions as well. I think that a new that weren't DLC or something and a new co-op mode, which wasn't in the first one. So you can have like you, you switch between the three little spacemen that you have at your disposal. I think in, in you can play like split screen co-op where you know, you're splitting off and, like, one of you's taking some of the Pikmin and the other one's taking the other, which uh, fr- I haven't p- tried yet, but by all accounts is, uh, is, a, is a very fun way to play it if you've got someone else that's also into it. And so how much did they charge you for this 2013 game, including a little bit of DLC? Uh, <laughs> do you want to do that Watch Dogs review now? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, was, it, was it above $50? It was. Was it seventy nine ninety five Australian? I think it's. I think so. Yes, I got a code, it was. But I, I looked it up. It is okay. a full yep. price game <laughs> that is being re released yet again by Nintendo. Like, I fucking really object to their pricing on this stuff. It just isn't the done thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I I understand they can charge whatever they want, but other people don't mm-hmm. charge equivalent of this for. Say Bloodborne Game of the Year Edition or whatever, you know, Mm. includes Mm -hmm. the DLC. It's a game that came out in 2015, so it's even more recent. You can get that brand new no sales for $25. It is fucked to me that Nintendo is Mm. like, no, no, this is a full price game. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if if that's that's your objection, then yeah, stay away. But yeah, people know that that's... People know that that's the case. Yeah. So, sure. you know, you can vote with your wallet and not do it. I I mean, yeah, it's a re-release game, but it's 
it's it's good. It holds up. It's got plenty of stuff in it, and I know. Yeah, I mean, look, I know it's fucked, but yeah, we we I feel like we say that a lot on the show, and we we all know what that is by this point. So it's just that it happens you know, again you, and you're again. In, you're and again. in or you're in or you're out. Yeah. 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 I do. It's just worth pointing out every time that like this fucking is crazy to me that they yeah. go so far beyond what the industry standard for this type of product is in terms of pricing, and then their prices remain high forever after that. Like, yes, you can vote with your wallet, but also there's something to be said for, like, as a company, sticking to what is the established standard here because people, I don't know, people have voted with their wallets plenty of times, and that's what it leveled out to. Like, you're charging too much for this. Yeah, Tommy. You specifically, (laughs) the person in charge of it. Yeah, I, I I know it's like... Maybe a thing that some people don't care about, and that's fine, but I think it's a bit shit of them. But Pikmin 3, by all accounts, was a good game. I played the first one, and I really loved it back in the day on the GameCube. Um, And again, if you chuck one and two in, they've got a GameCube Mm. emulator working on the Switch. Even that would crank this up to being like, okay, I get it. But it just is them doing the bare minimum again and again. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Look, I get, like I say every time we have this discussion, I feel like something from a previous generation. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if you. Yes, obviously, knowing that it's seven years old, then yes, it's it's taking the piss. But at the same time, if you, it it's worth the money. It is. Mm. It's a good game. It holds up. It's not something from twenty years ago that takes you three hours to complete. I don't think that. Games. I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I, let's now. I'm just going to get fucking flack for being a sticking up for Nintendo <laughs> and whatever. I don't really want to get into the economics of it. You're going to get it from me. I, I think. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get it from you. I'm going to get it on Twitter. I'm going to get it from every on the internet. But you're uh, a Nintendo you know, liberal. You're a you're you're a free yeah, market, yeah, but yeah, only yeah. when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's if you want it, it's out there. Great. Spend the money on Socialist it. Socialist pricing for all I, video games. <laughs> I'm having fun playing the game. I, I don't care what anyone else does. <laughs> it's like get it or don't. It's uh, if you want to put that money in, I think it's worth the money. I think it's a fun game. If you if you sure. haven't played it before, then you you will get your money's worth out of it. The fact if you already bought so, the previous yeah. one that wasn't deluxe, then don't don't buy this one. But if you had a Wii U and you hadn't bought it or whatever, they took it down from that shop too. You know what I mean? It's just stuff where they know exactly yeah. what they're doing. They know they're charging too much and it's just lame. It's not It's not mm. like the biggest I, deal in the world. And you're right, they can do what they want, but like it just... I just feel like this is a discussion we should have had once on a comedy podcast and never brought up again because we can't <laughs> do anything about it. No, we can't do anything about it, but every time it shows up, all it takes for evil to win is for good people to do nothing. And I'm here <laughs> saving the day. <laughs> Let me just check the election <laughs> results. Um. <laughs> well, they'll have all happened by the time this goes up, I think, anyway. so uh, Yes, it will have, yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, we're not yeah. making any jokes one way or the other. We're we had just to cut one out four years ago. <laughs> four yeah, years yeah. ago, <laughs> into the edit suite. Yes, to um, the day. The time has come. Oh, my God. (laughs) You want to talk about making things. I I have a problem with Pikmin 3 being more than it should. But if you want to talk about things being having higher numbers than they should talk about the minute (laughs) count for how much we dragged out the review, the big review that everyone's watching and waiting for. 
of the game that they all care about definitely. Yep. Watch Dogs Legion. The biggest mm. game of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good, not great. I don't like Six it much at all. 10. Yeah, probably about <laughs> yeah. that for me too. Yeah. yeah. All right, see you next week, everybody. Okay, good stuff. Um, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I sort of had a bit of a scan of like uh, user reviews and Reddit reviews just before we were recording. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people are pretty much saying that as well. It's, it's fine. It's a little lazy in that they really haven't you know, tried, it seems, to innovate much beyond one gimmick, which, you know, is interesting. It's it's the reverse of the, the Nemesis system of in the Shadow of, of uh, Mordor and War games where your recruits, your team are made up of, I guess, procedurally generated or, or, or just, like, generated um, yeah. characters that you can recruit. They're just kind of... They're mix and matched from a few mm. different um, bits and pieces, like... There's one mission that they'll want you to have. There's a voice they'll have. There's a look they'll have. There's right. clothing they'll have. You know what I mean? Like, it's yep. and you can see the seams of that. You can see that this thing's had the dice rolled and that they've popped out all weird. Yeah, I think when you're playing, like when you're playing, like when you are running around doing stuff, I think it's really, really fun. Uh, it's very similar to Watch Dogs Two in gameplay. Just it's a stealth game with hacking mechanics, and you can steal cars. Like it's. There's not much more to it than that, but that is super super fun. Like the the um, the what do you call it when your traversal is good and fluid, you know, as you would expect from uh, Ubisoft. The shooting is fine, but the hacking and stealth is is where this game is really fun, and I've been doing that. Um, but sure. kind of everything else is. Oh, and I will say that I, I do like the London. I was playing it with my partner, sort of watching, and she lived in London for years. And was like, oh, that's where I worked. Oh, you just drove past the place I volunteered at. Like that it's part good is cool. In that it's aspect. a good yeah. representation of London, and it's got like their f- sort of near futurey things added onto it. And obviously, mm. there's bits and pieces cut. It's like a shrunk down version of London, and you know, yes, the, there's not a fucking Pratt there. But there's something called like coffee shop and whatever. But it is yeah. a good London, and I enjoy going to see places that I recognised. I just mean that like London as a layout of a city is tough to navigate people hate to drive through london in real life sure and i don't think they've done much to mitigate the experience of the confusing fucking higgledy piggledy roads of london that were Mm. made for wagons and carts over hundreds of years it doesn't translate to a poorly controlling car in a video game because that's my biggest problem do you can hit x and it will slowly slowly automatically drive you to your destination (laughs) yeah it's great when a solution to a problem of with gameplay is like oh what if we didn't make them play the game Mm. we fixed it (laughs) yeah i think that just the movement in general in this i agree that like the mounting stuff is easy because you just hold a button and he does it or Mm. you know whatever your character is does it but the I, i there's something about this and i felt it with the other two as well it just feels sloppy to me for some reason. The driving oh, really? isn't quite good. The movement feels like um, like sludgy in a way that I don't like. Mm. And the shooting, I think, is fucking bad. The The fist fighting is bad. Uh, the stealth is cool because like you zipping between the different cameras and like turning on traps in an area and, and that sort of thing is, is um, fun. But like you said, it is very similar to Watch Dogs 2, so you're not really yeah. getting anything out of this one that you didn't get out of that one. And the game's big gambit of, like, the player characters are all the citizens of London, technically, because we've made maybe 50 missions for recruiting mm. people that uh, if you play it for long enough, you will start to see loop, which I haven't yet, obviously. I haven't played enough to do that. But, like, 
the way that it mismatches. So I went up to this dude because he looked like James Bond. Lit- mm-hmm. Legitimately, at first I was like, did they put Idris Elba in this game? Because he looked <laughs> like Idris Elba. And I walked up, he's like, he's wearing a fucking tuxedo. He's flat out wearing a tuxedo. And his mission yes. was, I got fired from me job. <laughs> and then I had to go, uh, like, it just... I don't think that the thing that they're doing is their big gambit really lands. No, I think they're... I like the idea. Like, I would have liked yeah. to have been in the brainstorming room and seen how this came about, but they didn't execute it right, I think. And I think, if anything, what the game has borne out is the fact that it needed an edit. Like, that idea needed an edit. Like, maybe having a main character with an actual story that you follow the plot, they have some interesting you know, issues to confront and, and personal development and shit like that. Even just one character whose skills you upgrade and a team who you can recruit from a selection of characters, which initially we, were like, we thought like maybe that's all that this game was and it turned out to be literally every character. I think it should have been that. I should have, it should have been like with No Man's Sky, the issues that most people had were... There's not enough curated, crafted content in this to make it feel like a game, an engaging game. Especially they should have done that. They should have limited it. When it's an open world, but like story-driven game like this too, the story is, it feels fucking empty because you mm. don't have characters to, or a character to latch onto, really. All the side characters are like, you know, doing stuff. There, There's a few people of DeadSec that, that re- recur. There's a pretty good computer companion thing. He's not the worst yeah. I've seen. He's yep, like kind of quippy and he's like, I'm the most genius fucking computer in the world, you bollocks or whatever. Yes. And there's some villains that are like, okay. But I feel so disconnected from everything that's happening because I'm just not participating in it at all. Or the characters I'm playing as are participating in an actively negative way where like mm. the character I started with. And I what chose about it- when you turn the game on? Hell yeah. <laughs> You've waited all episodes. It's been a while. It. Yes. It's been a while. It really has been a while. And it, I've got to tell it's you, it feels it. fucking great. That was worth it. <laughs> well, when you, I'll Four tell you about. Four more years, baby. When you turn the game on, you, uh, you well, oh, I don't make me cut something out again. The, um, <laughs> the, when you turn it on, it takes ages to load. And it does feel like it's struggling a bit on um, these consoles too. Yes, but, um, right. The one, th- the thing I was gonna say is like the character that it kind of it generates you like maybe sixteen choices of characters to start as, and yeah. there was one of them where it's like he's got his own personal motorbike. His name was Marcus something I think, and he was an entertainer, and he was the most annoying motherfucker <laughs> I've ever <laughs> come across because you're going into these early stages of the game where it's like you know DeadSec is contacting him to come and start the revolution, mm. and he was a fucking idiot. He kept being yeah. like, oh, I don't really understand what you're saying, but yeah, all right, I'll come down to pub. And like, it just made the story fucking suck. It, yeah. The voice acting was bad for this character. The He had a terrible jacket that I didn't quite realize was corduroy and I didn't like it. That's Ooh. small, but like still, <laughs> there's there's the, the execution, like you said, Ben, of this idea makes the the very traditional and normal rest of the game suffer. It doesn't elevate it at all. It feels like a separate thing really jammed in. And yeah, I think to the detriment of engaging with it in the sort of traditional, very standard open world game that it actually is, 
Yeah, I think this is like obviously a, a discredit to the people who worked on it and probably worked extremely hard, but it feels like a, a weird gimmick DLC for Watch Dogs 2 because the gameplay is like, it's basically the same. And I love oh. Watch Dogs 2. I thought it was super underrated and um, I, yeah, I disagree. It's just a taste thing, Nox, but like the movement, the, the melee, all of the running around shit, even the, the driving, which is a little arcadey, um, I like. Like it is a fun game to me, uh, mm. but it is disposable. Uh, that that's the issue with it because you don't have a protagonist that's actually a protagonist because the ones you do have are written in a very shallow way it just doesn't feel like i'm engaged or invested in the story and the story Completely. is fine but it would be better if there was a fucking main character <laughs> totally and like that might um lessen soften the the blunt force of their very heavy-handed political commentary with this game mm. that is just like so over the top all the time it's crazy like it's talking about surveillance state and privacy stuff and you know um the creep of fascism in the police force and things like that but i mean maybe they got unlucky with how much that stuff's exploded in the real world lately Mm. but it really feels Mm. on the nose and poorly handled and like it's jammed in there as a um Ah, what's hot with the kids at the moment? A cab, yeah, all right. A cab, the game. Here we go. Yeah, I um, I weirdly, I read about a couple of weeks ago this book that came out last year, and it was like very, very similar. It was set in 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 the UK, and it was about a near future where, like, uh, surveillance, the surveillance state has gone, you know, even further. Corporations and like it was all about that. It was like yeah. about someone re- wanting to rebel against that, setting up like a a little nation state within the UK that was like disconnected from major networks. And then it was about what happens when the internet goes down and what happens to the world. And it was like an interesting concept. The book was all right, but like, I just read that. I watched minority report the other day. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, consuming a bunch of stuff that is sort of peripheral to um, near future cyberpunk stuff. And this mm. combined, yeah, combined that with, the news being, <laughs> you know, what yeah. it is. It just suffers in comparison. It does. It looks like a superficial telling of it. And even in just a, uh, a, a more basic way, like it is a tropey story that is like old since like 1984, the book, not the mm. year, but definitely the year. Like it is not mm. fresh feeling in any of its aspects to me. Like the, the, the thing of the recruiting the Londoners, you can see exactly how the game is doing it and it doesn't work very well. And then it makes the main game suffer because you don't have a protagonist to engage in this story with, but then the story itself is still kind of bland and nothingy and a little like um, irritating almost in, in it's like wide eyed kind of like, yeah, we're the revolution. Viva la yes. revolution. Like, which it's we just- got from the trailer. Like, I think yeah. we were all hoping it was better than that, but that is what it is. It's tough, yeah. It's also apparently very buggy. Actually, not it's apparently. Super every, buggy. every time I save the game and then quit, it crashes, which is not obviously impacting my experience. Yeah. But it's like, why does the game crash every time I hit quit? It's got a weird amount of crashing that I haven't experienced <laughs> yet. It's the most convenient like. bug. <laughs> That's so funny. I hit quit and then it just turns itself off. Yeah. What the fuck? What is going on here? There's this button called load game. And if you accidentally hit it, it takes you back to a previous point in the game. It's crazy. (laughs) But like there's stuff when you're just driving around and like I hit a lady with my moped and it froze the game for a bit. And then she turned into like a brick and I flew off the moped. You know, it's got that Mm. old worldy, um, sorry, open worldy um, 
bugginess to it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll come out of a cutscene and be in a character's way and then they're zipping all around the room because they don't know where to go, that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, mm. Which isn't unexpected. But again, yeah, nothing in this game is unexpected, basically. It is a yeah. very yeah. cookie-cutter, <laughs> auto-generated... <laughs> Like like the citizens of London themselves, Watchdogs Legion is wide as a ocean, shallow as a puddle. Ooh, it feels like very, a cookie cutter auto generated. Vi- but I will say to the game's credit, its representation of London is really cool to go around. I've never played one of these. Hey, it's set in a real world things where I've actually been to the city that it's set in. Right, and mm. it's it's oh. a, it's cool to go like, oh yeah, the bridge. <laughs> I. I think my my ultimate, you know, my 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 take on this game is that when it's at a discount and is priced at a um, comparable to like a hefty DLC pack, go in on it. If you liked Watch Dogs 2, go in on it then because that's what it is. If you don't expect too much from it, <laughs> which is a terrible review of a game or for yeah. for a game yeah. to get, but if you're expecting that with a fun quirk. And like I do like the you know the level of customization that you can do cosmetically to each character. Like sure. you can make your own little crew, but you very like you s- much have to role play on behalf of their characters. Like they don't give you much to work with. I will say I'm looking right. forward to playing the PS5 upgrade of it, which is free, mm. which is very cool. And I want to see how it runs on that. And I'm thinking of just starting it again when I do that with the permanent death of your characters on. Because I, oh, sure. you can either have your characters die permanently when they die, or um, you know they just go to hospital for a bit and come back. But oh yeah, right. I did. I did permadeath um, the same as I did with Fire Emblem Three Houses. I felt like that was going to make me more invested in the game. Yeah. Which again, like for this, it didn't really do much. But yeah, I, I reckon I'll do the same. I'll probably start a fresh one because like it's already just fading from my memory. You know, totally. I want to play and more Ghost Runner. I don't really care about this game enough. And like you said, not having that character progression in the game at all, you're not upgrading your abilities and everything. So yeah. you just kind of don't feel like you're making progress in the game that much because you're not doing anything new most of the time. Mm. Like different characters that you find on the street will have different abilities innately that you can mess around with, but it that it's just not a very... I don't think the system that they've come up with works very well to make the game better in any way. So it's a very yeah. cookie-cutter open-world thing. If you like open-world games, which, Ben, you do, then this yeah. one seems to be a, a C-plus or whatever type of thing. Yeah. But I find open-world games a little tiring often at this point, just like... And, and this continues that trend for me. Yep. Yep. Fair. There uh, it I was. should say at this point, uh, I've played it and finished it, and I think it's my game of the year. I loved it. <laughs> I complete. I put a hundred hours into it this week, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. Okay, not much great. more to yeah. say. Just my, no, my thoughts fair, are just yeah. basically the opposite of everything you guys have said. I think it's a perfect game. Well, even so but I said some good things. So What's you, your? <laughs> it's not the opposite of the positives too. <laughs> What's your favorite yeah, well, thing about it? My handful of negatives. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the bit where you, the bit where you go in and you absolutely have it large. <laughs> he has played it. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> fuck. I thought you were doing a bit. Um, well, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I think Nox Damn. and I both were. were Why'd the, you let uh, us talk about line. it so much? I've played three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I played, but I probably won't go back to it other than to see the direct PS4 to 5 stuff, which I am interested in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a shame, but yeah. I know it just I mean, yeah, you could a, do more with this. It's a rough time to be. Uh, you could do more with this idea. It's a rough time to bring out a game that's a little bit middling 
Yeah. It's when we're right on the cusp of hey, especially you know, the next gen. And you know I, what? When the best time to do it would be is if you as a company are releasing a better game a week later. Because <laughs> it's Ubisoft are going to scoop up as much you know as many profits as they need for this this quarter or whatever through Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which people are frothing on and they've you know done so many little gameplay things and are pushing that super hard. Yeah, I get, maybe they knew this was a little bit of a turkey. And those two recent Assassin's Creed games made efforts to move forward in their version of the open world genre. You know, yeah, right, maybe yeah. not always ones that I found to hit completely, but definitely more so than this. This mm. game feels like it could have come out five years ago, and it also doesn't run well because it came out now. Like the the yeah. bugginess and the the visuals just are like yeah murky. Like we said, I don't know. It's it's I don't think it's very good. Mm. I concur. That's, that's the me. big <laughs> game of the year. Me, thumbs right. down. Ben, thumbs in the middle. Tommy, yeah. thumb up his bloody ass, I reckon, mate. Woo! What do you think, Ben? Thumb up my... Just thumbing myself in the dot <laughs> over how much I love this game. Just absolutely can't get enough of it. Uh, all right, well, we'd better wrap it up there for another week on Filthy Casuals. We of should course, just say... next week... Yeah, yep. next week we will be recording on Thursday... When yes. the PS5 comes out, it's up to Australia Post whether or not we receive them on that day. Fuck, That's I hope we point. can do an episode about them, but mm. I don't know if we will be able to. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'll go click and collect, but I have work that day, so I'll collect it uh, You know, probably on my lunch break, and I'll open the box, and that'll be it for me, I reckon. You might have to go at 8 a.m. or something, maybe. <sighs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Shops open early. Yeah. We'll figure this true. out, but yeah, hopefully true, true. we'll have I'm PS5 wondering if I can, like, next week. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can get rid of my Amazon pre-order and do it now that shops are open in Melbourne. No. If I'm any chance of being able to get one through a shop, no. do a click and collect. I'm gonna have to wait for fucking Amazon, aren't I? They're yeah. pretty good when they want to be. They're pretty good. I think they have their own drivers or something. Doesn't matter. At I the know moment. you've been fucked recently, <laughs> not. Yeah. Uh, we're we're rolling the dice, but that's exciting in its own way. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll either be look out next week for the. Branding for the episode is either going to be, you know, PS5, like, you know, first out of the box review, mm-hmm. etc. or Probably something it'll just cleaner be than that, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> teeing off on Australia Post. If sure. you see yeah. if yeah. you see the logo of like uh, if if you see the the episode image is like um, the Australia Post logo uh, with, with a, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes pissing on it. <laughs> It'll be Cartier watches all over the thing, you know, we'll be like, How dare they? <laughs> no, nah, whatever. It's a hard be, time to, to be working in the postal services, but you know. Sure. Well, either yep. we'll be we'll be licking the boots of Jeff Bezos, or we will be <laughs> pissing pissing on, on the boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, filthycasuals.com.au for the links to all the extra stuff that we have. We've got the Patreon where you can get an extra episode of the show every week. We've got our YouTube series. We've got our premium episodes on Bandcamp. Uh, Guys, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every edition of Filthy Casuals. If you collect 50 more of these, you'll get a fucking bonus, mate. That's an English open world. Like in Watch Dogs Legion. Do you understand me? Uh, Does anyone? uh, Can anyone? My favorite game. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.